Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. This podcast episode is sponsored by Shopify Queen, Sarah Gensel of Gensel & Co. Do you currently have a Shopify site selling products or services that aren't performing as well as you're hoping? Or do you have a product or service you'd love to sell, but you have no idea where to start? Well, my girl, Sarah Gensel, the Shopify queen, is a person to talk to. She is amazing and brilliant at branding and is currently helping me completely revamp my website on Shopify to showcase my new brand and selling my products. So if this sounds like something you've been looking for, please reach out to her on IG at Sarah Gensel, that's J-A-N-S-E-L. Leave her the code Sylvie, that's S-Y-L-V-I-E, and she will add you to her free Shopify Facebook group where she coaches weekly on Shopify strategies and has tons of content to help you in your Shopify journey to building your online business. So don't forget, DM her on Instagram at Sarah Gensel, J-A-N-S-E-L, and leave her the code Sylvie. She'll reach out and add you to her community. Thank you very much and have an amazing day and enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Secrets and Saddle All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Daou. And I have a really special couple here who's going to talk about their creation of there it's a wellness center they're going to talk more about it it's called the mana center and it's also in conjunction with la rose park so if you're local to ottawa gatineau probably uh cornwall i don't know how far montreal how far people come to la rose park but i have not been there but I've heard a lot of amazing things about this place. And I had no idea that there was actually a, like the mana center was part of this. So I am really curious about finding out some things about this secret location that everybody seems to be going to. So before we bring out Emmanuel and JS, I'm going to give you a little bit of background and then we're going to have them tell your, their story. So Manuel and Jayas are partners in business and in life. Together they own the Mana Center, which is a bike shop that's more than just a bike shop located in La Rose Forest. Both registered social workers, their vision is to create space that will bring community together, which whether it's through bike co-repair, workshops, team building, activities, or sport, the nature-based group and nature-based group therapy. Maybe I should go in there. (laughs) They work closely with La Rose Forest team and with the community to help co-build 
a collective vision for their ecologically and socially driven enterprise. This is really cool. It's more than I thought it was. So welcome you guys to the podcast. Thank you, Sylvie, for having us. It's great to be here. All right. So I have a lot of questions just based on all of that. But first, how did you get into cycling? And then how did it kind of lead you to um, the Mana Center? Who wants to start? I'll, I'll let Jess go first because he was the first who fell in love with, with cycling. So I, okay. I followed. He, he initiated me to mountain biking. So all um, right. Tail. <laughs> okay, so I can start with that. I guess Amanda might jump in whenever she gets in the picture when we moved to New Zealand. So what I, I got first introduced to cycling. I guess I used to play ice hockey when I was younger, coming from this little town, and uh, everybody mm -hmm. played ice hockey. When I went to university, I lived in the hall, so I lived, uh, I guess, uh, south of the Gatineau Park. So. Uh, we were doing a group with kids and there was an extra mountain bike available for purchase. So I bought this old Norco uh, charger, I think, uh, for a few hundred dollars. And I, so I had this mountain bike and I was living uh, just south of the Gatineau Park when I was going to university. So I started mountain biking in mm -hmm. uh, Gatineau Park. So just going up to the uh, Pink Lake and uh, those, those trails after school or before work. So that, that's how I got first introduced to uh, mountain biking. And then uh, I got to meet uh, Emmanuel through our, our work at the Samba Sante, and then we uh, ventured off together to New Zealand. So uh, oh. our first week uh, in New Zealand, we walked 25 kilometers to get Emmanuel at the bike at a bike shop that we had found just to save <laughs> all our time. But then I guess Emmanuel can uh, continue on, I guess, uh, now that she had her Scott Aspect 45. Ah, uh, oh, nice. So uh, maybe she can uh, continue on with the, our story of biking. <laughs> Yeah, so I was introduced. I'm a hiker. I love hiking. I love okay. So I've always sought out mountains. This is my thing. And then uh, when I met JS, he was into mountain biking. I was like, oh, it looks like a cool thing because it's you're still climbing mountains and you get there faster to the top, right? <laughs> but not really. Actually, I found out you don't get there much faster than when you're. <laughs> you could probably hike faster, actually. Yeah, you go down much faster, which is great for the knees. But uh, yeah. yeah. So he introduced me um, to the Gatineau Park and taking me straight off to the, the double diamond trail. So that was my first experience. So every, everything seemed easy after. <laughs> Jesus, I love that introduction by fire. Let's just go down. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best time. The like first crazy. date, uh, <laughs> don't do anything. That's just to uh, follow, to try to impress. But uh, I couldn't follow. I, I, she's in better. Uh, Did you she, hear that? She, she's in better shape than I am. So uh, I had a hard time following her. So. Uh, I oh got, my god, that's I, funny. I had to, to, to be able to try to up, up the mountain. I went down faster, but I had a hard time falling on the way up. <laughs> oh jeez. So that's so tell us more about New Zealand. So that, is that where you fell in love with mountain biking there being your first time? Yeah, well, we went there because well, I it was more for the hiking. I was I've always dreamt of going to New Zealand, and then yeah, yeah. as social workers, the main approach that we use is narrative therapy, which is actually from New Zealand and Australia. So JS had been to Australia for uh, one of the trainings already, and then we went back with the idea of getting uh, more intensive trainings through the the pioneers of uh, of narrative therapy, which we did. And then, of course, uh, we settled in the town of Wurotorua, which is a, a, a mecca for mountain bike trails. So the Redwoods, for those of you who have been to, to uh, New Zealand, it's, it's just really flowy. I mean, much more hilly than La Rose Forest. Yeah, yeah. 
but uh, yeah, definitely we were, we, we could mountain bike to a, where we were, we worked for a youth justice residence there. And so we could just mountain bike every day. And which, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was my New Zealand's uh, great for mountain biking. So we just could not not mountain bike. We, we had uh, the start tales, but I guess uh, the first few crank works were in, uh, in, in Rotorua, New Zealand. So uh, this gives you an idea of the kind of trail that we got introduced to. Yeah. So how long ago was that? In 2010, I guess, or yeah. 2009, 2010. We're there okay. for a year. Yeah, so we, we lived there a year and then did some yoga training as in Bali while we were there and uh, got married <laughs> when we were there in the Cook Islands. So, <laughs> yeah, why not? Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when over there, you must go to Bali. I think that's what everybody does, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, one year in New Zealand and then you come back to Gatineau and you're like, okay. Flat here, yeah. We thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what gave you the idea of starting out? I guess it was the bike shop that you started. When we first got into uh, bikes, I guess, and with the the work with therapy, we ended up buying a few fat bikes to do uh, groups or like take people out uh, biking. One of the things that I got. The, that idea, I worked a lot in new justice residence and stuff. So a lot of the inter interesting conversation, a lot of time we had with young people were not necessarily when they were sitting on my couch. Mm -hmm. in my office, oh, yeah. Doing activities or uh, at the residence, we played like in Ghana, we played like uh, uh, ball hockey or ice hockey kind of thing or we played basketball. And we had a lot of good conversation with the young people mm -hmm. around sports. And uh, when we live in New Zealand, it was also similarly played more rugby over there or different uh, other activities and even they would take the young people out like um uh, hunting and stuff so it's kind of odd for a youth justice residents to bring people hunting but uh, <laughs> in, their, in their culture and stuff it, it works it, it connects them to the land connects them to their uh, tradition and stuff so i found that uh, a lot of the fun stuff and even in our lives most of the fun ideas we had were not necessarily sitting on our couch and at oh, our, for so sure was mostly when we're climbing those mountains either in, in Nepal or wherever we were but uh, so uh, it was kind of in a way to introduce people to uh, other containers or other forms of uh, therapy to have different conversation and to discover different things about themselves so yes yeah, so we, we end up just buying a few fat bikes to start off to do some therapy and do some activities with smaller groups with schools and stuff so that's how at about 2000 uh, 16 or 17 whenever we started having fat bike trails in the la rose course i guess right so so um so backing up when did you start your when did you open the bike shop in la rose so la rose is a location but la rose park is another like is give me the demographic like where you are you have a bike shop and you have the mana center and then there's the la rose um the la rose uh community la rose forest bikes bike area i'll explain so, yeah it's, yeah like, exp so explain the whole the thing center, the mana center we opened that when we came back from new zealand but we were doing mainly therapy in right. our basement and so we're in limoges right so we opened up uh, the oh, mana limoges, center okay. in our basement and i'm also a yoga therapist and yoga teacher so i was teaching yoga and doing yoga therapy in the basement we specialize more in couple and family therapy and then gradually we started uh doing like jazz started doing groups outside with the youth and with schools so having those bikes we just stored them in our garage and then uh about a, a year and a half or two years ago 
the Laros Forest was building a community center, um, oh, a welcome okay. center. That's right at P1 at Laros Forest. At the trailhead, yeah. Yeah, it's right at the trailhead. So there was nothing. There was just a big gazebo, and then they they built this um, with the idea of having a bike shop in there. And then um, eventually it got to us where, uh, you know, the Louis Prévost, who's the, the director, um, who we know very well because Jess works in the forest, um, you know, maintaining trails and stuff. So we know the gang <laughs> we know yeah, the yeah. for a long time. And um, yeah, so we just were talking to him and then we ended up uh, renting the space within mm -hmm. the welcome centers for the bike shop, which is the, so the Mana Center is there now. <laughs> and right. uh, it just became the bike shop and then we take care of the welcome center. So when the Mana Center is open, the welcome center is open as well, where people can come and have a, a snack or whatever and mm -hmm. uh, use the, the washroom vending machines. Mm -hmm. And then the bike shop is integrated in there. So, okay. Okay. So I've got it. Now I, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Now, there's also bike rentals there too. Do you guys take care of that or are you yeah. Okay, so you that take care the, of Yeah, the bikes from the Mana Center. Okay. Yeah, so we have multiple services and actually it was a bit confusing because because of our social aspect and ecological endeavors and all that and and mixing that in like we find the bike location is kind of like, oh well, we'll do that because we couldn't do much with the pandemic with the yeah, yeah. COVID-19 we had to close down a lot of our services so we turned to renting mm -hmm. and then uh, so we're keeping that service which is a main one of the main services of the bike shop uh, especially for fat, fat biking in the levels for us is very uh, like people rent bikes there because people don't buy as many fat bikes because they're quite expensive right. and you don't ride them as much uh, but we have mountain bikes in the summer and then fat bikes in the, well, actually fat bikes, we have them all year round because Lavos Forest is kind of nice for fat bikes because it's sandy. Yeah. And, uh, okay. It, it's just nice when it gets drier, then it's the fat bike is great for that as well. Mm -hmm. so we have that, um, and we have the other services that we can talk about as well. Okay. Yeah. Because a bunch of my girlfriends went there. Uh, during the winter and I'm like I don't have a fat bike they're like no don't worry you can rent I'm like what so I'm <laughs> just like so then I saw a bunch of them taking pictures and I'm like okay well maybe I'll have to do that in the winter but like it says I've got enough bikes I don't need a fat bike too so <laughs> that's why it's kind of nice to you know oh, okay I could just sort of rent and and go and enjoy the the trails as well so okay so then your center your well, your um, would you call it a wellness center? I don't what know. What it is. It's like um, a bike shop slash social and wellness center. Let's say. <laughs> okay, so you've got the like the whole like you're kind of taking care of the whole thing for yes. La Rose. Okay. <laughs> well, for the, All right. the, the services, yes. Yeah. So tell me about the other services that you have in there, and then we'll talk about um, some of the mountain biking in La Rose. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You want to go ahead with the services? Yeah, so uh, I guess through the Mana Center, we offer also still traditional uh, therapy, but we don't do that much anymore, especially with the pandemic. We didn't do much of the therapy online, stuff like that, like the psychotherapy. So we focus a bit more now on the sport nature therapy and oh. people or families or even couples out in nature and uh, doing a therapy through that, that, uh, that way. Uh, also, we offer uh, well, also a train like uh, mountain bike, uh, 
instructor. So we offer also mm -hmm. uh, uh, more introduction, uh, introductory to mountain bike skills. Uh, we offer groups with school. Actually, tomorrow we have a, a school coming of 25 students. So like, mm -hmm. a, like a small instruction class, a bit of uh, guiding through the forest and uh, introducing people to uh, a mountain bike in the forest. In the winter, we had a lot of those uh, groups of either schools or team building activities, uh, like uh, maybe eight to 10 people coming out from an organization. They want to do something different, especially uh, uh, around Christmas time. We had a lot of people that can go out to restaurants and stuff. So they would come in that bike and we did like a little campfire at the end and uh, we did not provide the drinks. But, uh, something <laughs> but uh, so it's like a different activity or a different way to people to connect together uh, through nature. So that's why we what we try to do um, and then also on the more on the bike shop side of things we uh, have some retail stuff to sell some parts some bike uh, right. things and we also do some repair service so most of the basic <laughs> things that can happen at the Rose yeah, Forest, uh, yeah. <laughs> i bet you get quite a few people walking out with like broken chains or derailers and you're just like oh, yeah, sometimes yeah. when they take the car off the the, the rack uh, the, the the bike off the car rack also sometimes they're missing a crank or missing something so when we can we try to, <laughs> to help them out and especially oh at, the, at the start of the year even in the winter sometimes uh, i guess people are just taking their fat bike uh, out from the garage or from the basement and they didn't have a chance to see if it actually uh if the crank moved or if the tire <laughs> really all kind of stuff but uh no wow you get to help out people and uh when they kind of need it, and there's not much else around. So uh, when we can, we try to help out people if they're in a jam. Yeah, so where exactly is La Rose? Is La Rose a place? Well, obviously the forest, but there's no town or around there, is there? So it would be between the, the town of Limoges, Cheney, and Bourgette kind of thing. So oh, okay. Limoges is popular with Calypso if you have kids. So yeah, okay, I know where that is. Uh -huh. 15 kilometers S from there, and then maybe a 10, 15 north. And the Rose Forest okay. is a lot bigger, but the trails are in between the towns of Limoges, Cheney, and Bourgette. Okay, so, so this is where um, you were saying that um, there is over 100 plus kilometers of trails in there now we were just talking about gravel i know you haven't said anything about gravel but <laughs> i'm like if, if anybody got word that there's gravel roads in there you are gonna get <laughs> everybody's gonna be over there there's so, a lot of forest roads i guess that are gravel but in, in those kilometers it would be like uh four-wheeler trails like uh walking right trails, okay okay trails. uh different uh uh group of different trails so yeah but they, yeah there's around 160 or a bit more kilometers of trail maybe. wow that is huge yeah, so yeah. you would have a, a well-kept secret and i think i think the secret was let out during the pandemic because it used to be very quiet yeah in the la rose forest and now there was so many people during the pandemic and uh yeah no, so people discovered the la rose forest and it's it's a great mountain biking uh great mountain biking trails for for families especially because yeah it's very flowy. There's not as many uh, roots as the, the, you know, rocks as get no parts yeah, yeah, yeah. to start mm -hmm. off. Um, but you also have the option of, you know, going faster, of taking the gullies if you want to, if you're a more advanced rider. So it's really mm -hmm. for all level riders that are, that can be there for the mountain biking. And there's, 
just for distance uh, to get an idea like from Ottawa it's about a 30 minute ride to get to yeah. P7 and P1 so those are the main entrances close to Limoges mm. and then there's also another entrance at P4 in Bourget which is closed right now because it wasn't cleaned up uh, fully after oh. the big storm right wow I think I'm gonna have to go so <laughs> so let's um now is there a map that's available like yeah. online and and I guess I, I'm just imagining that this is like a, you know, 200 acre space that is just stems, like you said, in between those four little, those four villages. And so, and I'm only picturing like the first quarters, like mapped out for mountain biking. And then there's everything that's out back. That's yeah it's that's actually a uh, logging forest in the whole of okay the really eh? yeah so it's a logging and recreational and natural forest so it was kind of reforested a uh, hundred years ago when okay. it, it was deforested completely for agricultural <laughs> purposes mm -hmm. uh, then the, the soil was so sandy agriculture couldn't go through there and then uh, when they reforested they actually let like the there is logging purposes there so you'll see like mm -hmm trees that are getting cut down for that purpose but there's mm -hmm. also areas that are are letting uh to become natural and then the, you know the more the native plants are returning and there's right. pollinator habitats being restored and everything so it's kind of a really nice educational forest as well and which is why for the, our nature therapy and education yeah. it's very uh, you got all of that combined in one place so it's, it's quite beautiful do you encourage because you're a hiker i love hiking too um but do you do you encourage like hiking, like overnight hiking in there? Is that part of it? No, no. Um, no. <laughs> I don't want to say anything. Trails, yeah, the hiking trails are are marked out and they're mm -hmm. they're well defined. And we actually ask people that they stay on the trails, not to disturb the habitat. Right, right. Yeah. And but there's no. I mean, I think it's in the plans to one day maybe have some overnight camping, even for bike packing purposes. Oh gosh. Um, so yeah. we're working with the recreational committee, like the ecotourism committee of the La Rose mm -hmm. Forest, which they have a you know ten year plan uh, that's going to be released uh, eventually this year, I think. So. We're sitting on that committee to to kind of help, and there was a a, a sondage, um, sorry, a, a survey that was survey. Uh, led out to the community to to kind of see what like investigate what people would like to see in the La Rose Forest mm -hmm. that's not already there, or what we they'd like to see more of. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, so maybe these overnight hiking or biking opportunities will be there eventually, but they're not there right now <laughs> yeah because that's somebody, something oh go ahead if somebody yes. sorry to cut you if somebody would like to like let's say hike to the other side of the forest there's campgrounds also it's not necessarily necessarily camping oh. right in the wild but there's campgrounds at each end of the forest also so somebody could uh, either bike across or go mm. uh, and ride bullshit and sleep at a campground there or vice versa there's a there's actually two campgrounds in the Bajo also so that could be a possibility yeah. but right now oh that's good to know Right now, the forest yeah. asks not to camp overnight in the right. forest, no, but maybe down the road. Because we did a, 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 our first bike packing of the year this year was actually like through the Lagos Forest and we went to Hammond Hill, which is by okay. the Hammond Golf. There's yurts and tents, and uh, so oh. we actually did a, it. was like a 25 easy kilometer with our two kids that we went there and then came back through the forest. So there's there's actually really great opportunities to go through the forest and find some different spots that aren't that are just outside the forest with local businesses right for great beer and great food and uh, have nice uh, yeah so there's that's the development there I think that's happening so because uh, because that's kind of what I'm looking for 
like somewhere because I'm like, where can we camp and hike? And I know like, um, and that's great to know, even though it's not there yet. Now, if I were to, like you said that there's, there's um, camp grounds already established businesses at like the different entrances. Now, if I were to, to say bike from La Rose to one of these campgrounds, how long would that be? You could take different routes, but the uh, straight across would be about a, a bit more than ten kilometers. But then you could oh, okay, because I'm thinking like yeah, but you could do hundred kilometers. You could do loops that maybe not a hundred, but if you do different <laughs> routes in the forest, you could probably do easily uh, forty kilometers. Or let's say you would like want to leave even from your place, you could come down. There's like a Santier can't sit the Prescott Russell that goes from Ottawa to the Quebec border. It's like a old railroad uh, trail. So it's like a, that connects to Bourget and that's about at some place about five kilometers or maybe a bit more, maybe eight kilometers from the forest. So a lot of people that, that like gravel, um, they would come down that trail from the city and right. then do a loop in the forest and then go back home through that trail. I believe they don't want to ride the road or. Wow. Okay. Where does that start? It would start, I don't know all the, the names of the streets in Ottawa, but close to Surville, or it would be like uh, the exit point in Ottawa would be close to the Costco, I believe, like uh, on Innes. Okay. It would go right. Up, and then it would go through the, some different town, like Navin. Uh, oh, okay. So this is a rail trail. Yeah, that connects to the Quebec. Oh, River. no way. And that, that that's about a few, uh, maybe a bit more than five kilometers, maybe five to ten kilometers from the forest, or so somebody could. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you were asking about a map as well. If, uh, <laughs> if you want to have a look, we actually—it's kind of exciting for us because we're launching our new website today. Like it just just came out about an hour ago. Wow! Uh, it just launched, so we had—I had my own website that I made about ten years ago, handmade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hired someone to you know make it better, which mm -hmm. is much better and it's clearer with all our services. But one of the things you can find there is the map to the La Rose Forest as well. So. Um, it's you can easily click and then it links you to the Lagos Forest website where they have a, the maps for for the different the mountain bikings at uh, different entrances of the forest. Oh my god, that is so cool. I can't wait to look. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. So as listeners, if you're local to Ottawa Gatineau or even not, and you want to come over and experience some great trails. Um, this is a great way to get out of town experience like like uh, Manuel and Jazz were saying, you know, bike through, go to these little villages, have something great to eat. Because so, there's a lot of microbreweries around those uh, those areas, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, what have I been missing? I need to go over there. <laughs> I know. I bring my even for the foodies out there. Like I think there are mm -hmm. really great restaurants that are starting to emerge, and there's you know these collaborations. Like we're even working with Totem Cafe, who's we're going to be selling their their coffee, um, which is like a sustainable coffee mm -hmm. in Bankley Hill, and we're trying to you know collaborate with these different Bankley uh, Hill, yeah. Those yeah, so that's another great. So it's all kind of linked and you can always go through the forest. There's another rail trail that connects like from J where Jess was saying, there's also the, the Prescott Russell run one that runs all the way to Hogsbury, I, think, I guess. Yeah, the Quebec border, I guess it yeah. goes through Vanticule and yeah, wow. so there's, there's yeah. many opportunities to kind of, and we also rent like, uh, for those of you who do want to do bikepacking, we rent rent some bikepacking gear, but we also have a tandem bike, which I've used with my son who's nine years old. And that was great. <gasps> 
he's actually quite strong. I nearly didn't pedal. <laughs> you like put him in front. Yeah, you know, he was great. I was like, oh, this is really easy compared to pulling my daughter on my Wii <laughs> So we have the Wii that's available for rental as well. And we have um, a, like a big cargo bike that. Uh, okay. It's kind of JS's trademark because he. He's like going chainsawing the trees, you know, after the storm, or he's like, uh, you know, in the wood back. Like, yeah, <laughs> carrying a few kids on there. Yeah. Oh my God. It was my school bus for a few years when the kids didn't ride their own bike to go to school in the morning. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen those. Is it the front one with the, like, the bucket it, in the front? It's actually the surly, so it's in the back. Actually, there's like a two place uh, carrier in the back. The oh, okay. Is that the one they sit on, like the, the plank? Yeah. Like it's yeah. kind of like a. Yeah, it's the, the, the fat bike version of it because uh, oh. <laughs> I get to ride it all year round with the standard bikes. <laughs> you could take off that back part, can't you? You could take off the rail and stuff, but the, you would still get the rail because that one I is guess actually, it's... It's actually the whole bike. It's not like the extra cycle oh, that's, a leaf okay. that's added onto it. It's actually the, the frame of the bike, yeah. Oh, my God. Wow, that's so cool. All right. Well, I can't, like, this has been amazing. Um, is there anything that you can else that you can share with our listeners so oh talk about your um your services for therapy sure so yeah i know that you, yeah you talked like you talked about the kids but you also do families and another yeah talk a little bit about that uh yeah so we have the, the outdoor nature-based therapies. So we incorporate mm -hmm. sport and, uh, and outdoor therapy. So Jess right now is doing mostly of the individual family and couple therapy in that regards. Um, I'm also qualified, but I'm doing a PhD right now. So I'm trying to finish a thesis. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my <I'm>, God. <laughs> so, uh, so, but uh, I will, uh, as part of my PhD, I, we did a, a, a group program. So the therapeutic uh, group program in the Laval's Forest last September, and we're hoping to have another program um, uh, incorporated as part of our services next uh, September. And it was mainly for youth, but then we had so many people that like, I'd say between 35 and 50, they were like, no, I want to, I want to participate, but it was for 30 and under. Uh -huh. So uh, I think we'll adjust the age group next time so that more people that are because it's for mental health purposes, really, it's about reconnecting with yourself, reconnecting mm -hmm. with nature, um, reconnecting with your body through movement and, and yoga and, uh, and uh, using some therapeutic tools that's from narrative therapy. So we're doing a lot of the work that's non-verbal therapy, right? So we're going through the different modalities to, to help yourself um, kind of gain new tools on how to tell, uh, deal with daily stresses and, and to mm -hmm. find maybe a, a pathway for your life that is more satisfying factory for yourself as well to right. healthy habits in your life. I like the fact that you're using nature. So when you're using nature, what do you do? Do you do, is it like a lot of hiking or do you go out and learn about the plants and the trees or like, how does, how is that incorporated? So yeah, we have that eco-pedagogical component that we, uh, okay. that we have. So we work a lot with community members. And uh, one of the things I think with mental health is that uh, the way we work traditionally or in conventional therapy, it's very much in isolation, right? Like you're mm -hmm. trying to fix your thoughts, fix, fix your own cognition, and, and then you go out into the social world, but the social world stays the same. Um, so then it's easy to go back into your pattern. So our vision is more about like, okay, how can we change a bit the mentality of us, the way we see mental health and deal with mental health issues. So by connecting with 
community members. It really mm -hmm. depends on the social network of people. So for example, like the group program we had, uh, we collaborated with the La Rose Forest. We had uh, the, the forestry guide there, the expert coming in and, and show us the forest, like rediscover the forest mm. um, through different like learning eyes, right? Being more curious and and slowing mm -hmm. down, like the, the whole process mm -hmm. of slowing down and, and seeing yeah. and feeling and sensing um, and so, yeah, just learning more about what's the living beings that are in the forest and just feeling more connected, right? When you feel more connected to life itself and to your local surroundings, uh, it has an impact, I think, on how yeah. you place yourself in the world and how mm -hmm. you see your place and your purpose. And then uh, we also went to like an alpaca farm. Uh, oh, we like permaculture. And so it's about having that greater vision of, okay, how do we how can we interact with plants and animals and what's their purposes and our purposes as humans and how can we help each other out a bit more? And uh, so it's really about extending that outward, right? right to, towards the community. Cool. Okay. And more cool. like on an individual yes. or family or couple uh, counseling setting with, with the nature <laughs> or the, the being more in a sport uh, uh, methodology kind of helps people um, Come to therapy that might not do, uh, might not like a lot of a second guys sorry yeah. i don't i hate to <laughs> just like my husband's leaving hold on <laughs> speaking of couples <laughs> go take care of your couple <laughs> Sorry about that. My husband's just leaving to go golf all night. <laughs> um, and I, I'm really sorry about interrupting. Um, you know, I had to. But um, so can you backtrack to what you're saying, JS, about? Yeah. 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 So, and more on the, on the individual or couple <laughs> or even family side of mm -hmm. the therapy. And that's a bit different in the group is that I find that it helps people that might not come to therapy or that uh, especially young people or even with couples or uh, sometimes when people say go in therapy go and talk to somebody they don't know in the, in the office <laughs> on the chairs about their problem it's kind yeah. of intimidating but uh, I found that a lot of times that I don't want to generalize but sometimes with men it was easier to say that we'll go fix up some bikes or we'll go uh, for a bike ride and then Maybe at first we don't talk that much, but then we have some similar uh, conversation that we would maybe have on, on uh, in the office. So that's pretty interesting, I find. And a lot of times also it teaches uh, different ways for people also to help deal with uh, their own mental health, I guess, being more active, being in nature, uh, developing some new practice. Uh, sometimes we even uh, met young people and then after that they started biking mm -hmm. with their family members and stuff like that. And now they do that as an activity with their whole family. So I find that it's like, um, gives pot new possibilities for people for sure. And that, but some of the conversation we have in therapy, we kind of still do uh, sitting on a log in the, in the forest or, mm -hmm. um, so we use kind of the nature and some of the sports, uh, adventures to uh, create space to have different conversations for people to make new discoveries about themselves and, uh, help them through some of their difficulties. So uh, I find that's pretty fun at the same time for me also. More than seven. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I can imagine it's way better than sitting <laughs> in a chair across from somebody because um, I know that, you know, like when we go out riding or hiking, it's, you know, it's, it's an easier way to communicate. You just start, 
because you don't have to look at the person, right? They're behind you. So you could be like talking and talking and you're asking and you know what I mean? It's, it's, I find it easier to start, I guess, unloading <laughs> stuff yeah. like yeah. your feelings when you're not necessarily sitting in front of somebody and, and you're kind of distracted, but, but not, you know, um, I like that. So do you have lots of, do you have lots of families and couples that come out and do you do group sessions of them or do you do keep them separate? We did a bit of, uh, we, we did some, some groups with couples and then we did some groups with them. Uh, so we did groups with young people and with with uh, couples in the past, but uh, so I guess we're having all these services. We we get a, a few uh, couples or a few families or a few youth, but uh, we don't like uh, have like uh, ten new families we see every week in in therapy. Uh, we, we take some right. whenever there's people that, that ask for the services, but I guess we're uh, um, doing a lot of other stuff also. So <laughs> we offer those services, but uh, we don't work full time with every side of the business i guess it, it, oh, it okay. work all together but uh, yeah so but there, there's a lot of times that i would say with young people it's a lot of times parents that think it's a, it's a good idea to maybe try to have their young ones talk to somebody and they they refer you to or sometimes it's professional in the in the community that that mm -hmm. don't offer those kinds of services so then they refer mm -hmm. uh, people to us or uh, couples also inquire about uh, we did some groups also with with yoga i guess uh, in the past so we kind of incorporate different uh, mental, uh, ways of doing intervention when we meet people right it sounds like you've got a big scope of of things that you're offering we need employees eventually can we have yeah. an employee that sets you awake planting trees right now and he's great at <laughs> planting trees yeah. oh my god <laughs> but uh he'll be back he'll be back and uh yeah so we'll need more but it's it, uh, the, the mana center in the laros forest just opened june 1st of last year so it's kind of new that we're we actually have a space for all of this right like before yeah. we meeting people and uh, like i was renting a community center for the yoga oh. and then we were meeting people in our in our basement so now it's nice to have like one spot for mm. all of this yeah and, um, and you know all the bike tools are there we can do like go co-repairing sessions all at the the same place and i think it's about kind of gaining that momentum and getting mm -hmm. people to know about what we do and um and uh yeah so it's just going beyond the, the bike rental which yeah one of the main services i'd say that people know about yeah and then when we talk to them they can find out more about uh the other things that we that, that we find important to instill in this in this little community so it's uh, i think i think that is really important like getting the word out about those services you know like that la rose park will would, will sell itself but it's all the other things that you guys are offering that are super beneficial to a lot of people who are looking for them, I would say, yeah. like the mental health, the, the counseling, the, you know, and it's really nice that you are incorporating nature into it. Because I find, you know, just being outside, it, it is much better, you know, especially if somebody from the city can escape to the nature. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's special. And I think um, there's not that many outdoor therapy services in mm -hmm. the area where there's it's it, we're with a group in the Quebec side. And there's it's more. Um, well, it's like more legitimized, I think, on the Quebec side, because there's more yeah. people who do it. Uh, but of course, there's all these insurance issues like there's a lot mm -hmm. of 
things that are you have to think about when you go into these kinds of therapies and then like we've been doing it for a while so now we're okay we like we know where to look for mm-hmm. the proper insurance but it's, it can take a while before you find that proper insurance for right everything so uh we're lucky to have the bikes accessible accessible as well so we just deal everything through our own little business mm-hmm. so it's, everything's kind of easy that way but um yeah i know it's it's good and i am hoping that more people will discover this so we can kind of break the barriers of the conventional therapies and uh, have more yeah. people get outside and and really uh get to know themselves through through nature and, and maybe learn to respect nature a bit more in the process as well. This is an important facet of the whole um, ecological like uh, elements of the therapy as well. Yeah, you guys have a gem. Like I had no idea. I just like mountain biking trails. But I think that you guys have a real like you need like a, a team of you doing this stuff all the time. <laughs> Um, and, um, and I'm excited. I'm glad that, that we are, we met and, um, that people are going to hear about this on the podcast and, uh, more people are going to hopefully reach out to you. So I hope our listeners, uh, like I was saying, if you're local, I'll definitely be promoting it more locally here, but, um, realize that there's way more stuff going on at La Rose Park than just mountain biking. And, uh, I think it's super I think it's amazing. So before we end, is there anything that you want to share that we did not? Well, I'm wondering if Mm -hmm. listeners want to know about our bikes. I'm just curious. Oh, sure. So maybe players can talk about that because we have mountain bikes and then fat bikes, but maybe they're interested in knowing what they'll be renting if they they rent. Oh, for sure. (laughs) I'm sure it's very high quality. I wouldn't imagine it being any less. Yeah, no, we're fortunate to, even though with the pandemic last year, we were fortunate to be able to find some bikes because it was kind of difficult. Oh, and yeah. We just decided to do this like in March of the, 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 the <laughs> summer time. So we're fortunate to know some people with bigger bikes. Who know some people. Who know some people. Kent and Kent and Moose and Mark at Cyclosphere in Saint on the Quebec side that was able to get some bikes. So for, for rentals for mountain bikes, we have uh, adult, but also youth bikes. But for adult bikes, we have some full suspension Norcos and uh, mm-hmm. some Marine Rib Zone. And uh, for hardtails, like uh, we have Rocky Mountain uh, Growlers. And then in young, uh, for uh, like youth bikes, we have some Marine um, and some also some Rocky Mountain hardtails that we have for rent. And also we keep some uh, fat bikes uh, at the shop in the summertime with suspension in the front. So a oh. lot of times people um, want either saw some promos we did and they want to try fat biking in the summer. But a lot of times some people also want to try them because they're pretty fun. That we There's a bit less air in the tires, so they create some suspension. They're pretty fun to ride around in, in the forest. So so we have that. And like Emmanuel said, we also have a, a tandem bike if some people want to rent <laughs> to go on a trip or even just to go and cruise around in La Rose Forest. Uh, there's no suspension on it, but uh, maybe down the road we'll have to get a tandem fat bike. <laughs> tandem fat bike, oh my gosh. <laughs> I've seen a couple of those in races. They are crazy. <laughs> like, but they were really fast. Well, fast past me anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, thank you so much, you guys. Um, I am really looking forward to chatting more about this and actually looking at your new website um, and and really looking at it now that I've, you know, I've got more of my curiosity peaked. I am waiting for, so my kids are in the OBC uh, kid, the OBC mountain bike program. 
So as a, and I know that we're booked in there at some point on a Sunday, unless it happened already, or maybe it was canceled. But anyways, they, as they were there two weeks ago, I think. So maybe they, they're coming back, but I know they, they came to the forest a few weeks ago. And yeah. they, they came to do some fat biking also. So maybe ah, because I'm one of the parents that, well, I'm a parent coach. I just bike around, but, uh, but yeah, so I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to be going there and, you know, <laughs> and anyways, but I hope they are going back because, um, it would be a great opportunity to go there with like a, a big group, um, and just follow, follow those kids and, and the other parents who know, uh, all the trails. So, well, thank you again. Um, I hope our listeners have enjoyed uh, this episode and please share. And uh, with that, have yourself an amazing day. And I look forward to meeting you at some point going Thank up there. Much. Thanks for inviting us. And we look forward to hosting you in the La Rose Forest. So mm -hmm. drop by the Mana Center and we'll go off with you. If, we're, if one of us is available, we'd love to help you check out the trails. So let us know. I like the idea of biking to like the bar across the on the other side of the forest that you mentioned go and yeah, eating and I mean, I think, yeah, you have to go out of the forest a bit but it's worth it yeah there and have great beer too with that broken stick brewery oh see i like that <laughs> <laughs> that's a really cool thing to do so thanks a lot everybody have an amazing day uh our all to all of our listeners and don't forget as our listeners to Go and sign up for our cycling uh, newsletter so you don't miss an episode and you get all sorts of cool cycling tips that come along with it. So with that, have an amazing day. Take care, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Hey, gang. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. I was, um, I like I said, I've heard so many things about La Rose Park. I had no idea that there was such a community wrapped around it that I was just chatting with uh, Emmanuel and JS after we stopped the podcast and I'm going to make it my mission to go and ride with them one weekday morning. So I have to go experience this place. It's, it, it sounds too good to be true, to be so close. So I hope you found that episode really inspirational whether you're going to go ride bikes or maybe take them up on their nature-based therapy. Um, I think that's just the most amazing way to work on mental health. So with that, have an amazing day. Don't forget to sign up for our cycling newsletter. Love you guys. Take care and see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, 
Have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.